Broadcasting from a radioactive bunker deep inside the bracket compound, this is Show Spoilers, Episode 23, Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 1. It feels really crazy to be saying (laughs) Game of Thrones again is back, but I'm super excited, and I know my co-host is too, so let's just jump right into it. This is Kevin, and I am joined, of course, by my co-host Brad. Hey, Brad. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. I can't believe that we just watched. I mean, it has been almost 600 days yeah. since the last new episode of Game of Thrones. You sounded so chipper introducing the show. Yeah, that excitement's back. I, it, I am. I, it, it really, my strategy, my goal was seriously, I knew it was going to be a long time before we got new episodes, so I just forgot about it. Sure. Like, I did not want for 600 days to be counting the days down, worrying about it, thinking about it. So I kind of just tried to keep busy with other things, do other things, keep my mind off of it. And these last few weeks have been when the hype is really <laughs> built back up. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah, for sure. The last couple of weeks, um, I guess three weeks now, but within a two-week span, I binged the whole series again. I just I couldn't wait to get back into it, and I wanted to make sure I got it all done before, the, uh, before this premiered. So I kind of went at it a lot quicker than I expected to. I just kept going and going, but... Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, that will be great for this show, too, because your memory, you'll be able to recall things that I won't be able to. I didn't get a chance to do a full series uh, rewatch. Uh, there are a lot of sites out there, a lot of great articles. Uh, one of them is by a Twitter friend, Kim Remfro. She writes for Insider, and she came up with a nice article of all these things that you need to know. It was a series recap, and uh, she's working on a book of her own that's going to release uh, this upcoming fall, and uh, I'm really excited to get that. I've got it pre-ordered. But so she had a, a series recap on there, and then there were a couple of other good articles I found with like these are the key eight or nine episodes that you need to rewatch. So sure. I went through and watched some stuff, but yeah, I mean. It's been busy, haven't had a chance sure. to do the whole thing, but I'm glad you did because seriously, <laughs> I'm going to be asking you some questions. So this is perfect. But that name sounds familiar. Does she do something for Westworld too? Like the timeline? Is that the same person? Yep. She, that's how I became friends with her on Twitter was she did that Westworld timeline. Yes. I remember seeing that. And she did a really good job with that. So I'll have to check out what she's doing with Game of Thrones as well. Yep. Good recall. No, yeah. I was sharing that last uh, season when we were talking about Westworld. And yeah, she came up with that amazing timeline. And I was sharing that every week when she was updating and all that. So, I mean, she is a great person to follow on Twitter uh, when you're watching TV series like this because she goes in and deep dives and analyzes. Uh, she's at Kim Renfro at K-I-M. R R E N F R O. So definitely give her a follow. Um, let's get uh, the uh, shameless plugs out of the way, though. Of course, uh, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, your your main uh, point of discussion for this show will be at all the spoilers on Twitter, and of course, you can follow us on Facebook, and that will be at our sister podcast, Real Spoilers, where we discuss the movie of the week every week. And uh, Facebook dot com slash Real Spoilers for that. We need to the email the email address, of course. So if you have questions. Uh, that maybe go beyond the Twitter character limit, you can email us. Our email address is theshowspoilers at gmail.com. Do not forget the, because that is how you will reach us. We don't own the one without it. So very important, theshowspoilers at gmail.com. But again, you can shoot us most questions on Twitter. We're going to be the most responsive there. So really just shoot us stuff there and then maybe even say, hey, I didn't have enough room. I shot you an email. That way we know to check the inbox. Uh, because it's been it's been Brad's job to check it while we've been off air. So uh, Brad, that uh, that's a good segue. How many emails do we have? I 
feel like you're pulling everybody's leg because I do not have access to that. Oh, oh so Brad, okay, Brad's not doing his job. I see how it is. But Uh-oh. you know what? At least you did the series rewatch, though. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll let it pass this time. Okay, great. Uh, so that's the best way to reach us. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. That's Brackett with two T's. And Brad, where can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, at Heineken, H-E-Y-E-N-I-K-I-N. If you're asking what that means, it's a play on my last name. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just your favorite beer? No. In fact, I can't even remember the last time I had one, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember the last time you had a Hyenekin? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Well, now that's all out of the way. Let's get into this exciting season premiere, the final season premiere for this show that we will have, at least in Game of Thrones proper. Let's set the uh, picture for the listeners at home. How did you watch this episode? I In the past, I've done parties i've dressed up i've done all this stuff and tonight it was just myself my wife on the couch with our dog watching it was a pretty basic watch same here um we had we had intentions of having a couple people over but that kind of fell through so it was just me and and megan uh and our dog (laughs) at times we look over at him and he was he was staring at the screen intently so (laughs) apparently you know it's getting the attention of the canine folk as well yeah there you go that's two for two both of us had dogs on the couch watching it so yeah they're hooking everybody this season. Who isn't talking about it? Uh, when you look at the trends, so I'm on Twitter right now, and I'm just going to, before we jump into this episode, just to set the, the, oh, and by the way, I do want to set up for the listeners, this is an immediate reaction. This is not a deep dive episode. Uh, what we generally like to do is we like to go through and, and dissect and theorize and all that and, and everything, and we've decided for this season that we are going to do an immediate reaction episode everyone's talking about game of thrones everyone wants more so we're going to try to get this episode up right away for you to listen to that way uh, you know we can all be on the same you know touch base give our reactions and then later on in the week we're going to do more of a deep dive theorize all that good stuff so immediately after or pretty close to immediately after airing of the episode here are the worldwide trends on twitter Number one, Game of Thrones, of hashtagged. That makes you know, perfect <laughs> sense. But but look at these numbers. Listen to this. Bran. Bran has 350,000 tweets mentioning his name. <laughs> Going to the next one down, Sansa, 174,000 tweets. Arya, 208,000 tweets. Daenerys, 299,000 tweets. And that's just the people that spelled her name right. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Think of all the misspellings. So proper Daenerys, almost 300,000 tweets. Jamie, 145,000 tweets. Cersei, 185,000 tweets. Jon Snow, 131,000. I believe he's so low, right? Yeah, that's the easiest one to spell. (laughs) But but that's Jon Snow. Think of all the people that just said John John or spelled John wrong. Or maybe uh, referring then, to him as Aegon now. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's not twenty. They're still trying to figure out how to spell that. <laughs> and the last one on the list here, she's double dipping. But Danny, D A N Y, yep. seventy eight point six thousand. So it looks like Daenerys is the big winner on the trendings here. Sure. Uh, just mildly beating out Bran by by about uh, twenty thousand tweets. So. I mean, everyone's talking about it. The entire Twitter is trending Game of Thrones terms. So that's why we're here talking to you about this show. And so uh, let's let's get into this episode. The first thing when this episode kicks off is we have a new intro. We do. And it was it was really cool. Um, when yeah, it, it's simpler than the old one. It's it's simpler, but it was really neat how they handled it. Yeah, um, that we know what the, we start seeing the wall with the big hole in it, and just the I, the, the tiles flapping, and you know, switching to to looking like ice com- coming into Westeros. I thought was a really cool touch. 
Um, yeah, that was really neat. My biggest uh, gripe about it, just being somebody who's a fan of consistency, was that like it looked really good, but like in in contrast to the other seven seasons now, like if I'm watching the intro every time, which <laughs> let's be honest, I'm I'm not. I'm skipping through it by you know season four, but sure. uh, it 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 looks it it's just vastly different than the other seven seasons too. Like it looks like it's like something brand new. And so it doesn't, I know my immediate thought when I saw the title screen was like, Oh, this is so different than what I, and being that I just binged everything, you know, again for, (laughs) for a second time. But like, it's like, this is, this is weird. You know, like I like the new animations and, you know, seeing, you know, um, you know, the ice coming in and everything. But then when it got to the title card, I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't, this isn't consistent. Well, yeah, you just watched 67 <laughs> other episodes of it. I completely understand. And it's, so it's, yeah, it's not, it's the same intro. So yeah. it's that great intro that we all know. But yeah, it isn't really all the gears and everything, right? I mean, yep. I didn't really see many of those components. It's just like, it's just uh, structures and some, the flapping tiles and, uh, but, but only a few of them. So yeah, that was the most noticeable thing, but very cool. I agree with you. It's different, but uh, yeah, everything turning to ice. I mean, that is, it's showing you what is happening right now. Obviously we know uh, that the night King and his army are, you know, heading to take over. And so I love that just visual right off the bat of, wow, everything's freezing over. Winter is here. They've, they've been telling us winter is coming for years now. They even went down into the uh, Winterfell crypts, which we thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was really cool. So yeah. And and so, yeah, it was really just uh, the wall with the hole in it. uh, And then, yeah, they went to Winterfell. They went to the crypts. Um, Did they show King's Landing? I can't even remember seeing King's Landing. I'm sure they did. I don't remember specifically what they showed showed us of it, but I'm pretty sure all the major cities that were in, which in tonight's episode was only two, with the exception (laughs) when they were in the north for a little bit with Tormund. But yeah, the only cities we were in tonight was Winterfell and King's Landing. Yeah, and I think that's uh, coming off the premiere. There was all this chatter because some people did get to see the episode a couple weeks early, and I had heard previously that the intro is a more condensed yeah. intro, and uh, it, you know it makes sense. Uh, we've got less episodes this season. There, things are getting serious, but all our characters are also consolidating into. Right the same spot. So there just, there aren't as many places to visit. So, uh, we will see what happens and how that progresses. You know, they do like to change the intro as things change in the show. Yep. So we will keep you posted and discuss how that changes, but a cool, different, but cool intro, uh, to the show. But yeah, let's, uh, let's get right into the timeline, Brad. Uh, what do, do you have for, for the, for the, uh, first, uh, post intro scene here oh um yeah we start off right in winterfell it's very uh reminiscent of the beginning of the series when the uh when king robert's army is marching well not his entire army but his uh his king's guard and family is is coming to winterfell um to name ned the hand of the king um yeah this time we're seeing the unsullied and the dothraki and everything marching through through winterfell and instead of through the eyes of Arya, we see it through a little boy um, which I think David and DB touched on in the post episode discussion. Did you watch that at all? Yeah, I did. I heard that, and I yeah. saw, I thought that was really cool. It felt reminiscent to me, but I was so wrapped up in the sure, moment. I yeah. wasn't, you know, and I hadn't done a rewatch, so I I wasn't. I actually did watch episode one, but it was a you know a little while back, so um, it wasn't as fresh in my mind. But it felt very familiar. And then watching that, it was like, oh, a light bulb went off. That's such a cool contrast, exactly. and and just to bring things back around full circle. I, that was a Really nice. To touch. be honest, before we saw Arya, me and Megan were questioning whether or not this was like present time or if it was going to be a quick flashback or something because you, oh. you, you don't know 
until you see, you know, some more. Because all we saw was this random little boy running around, right. running around in the snow. We're like, okay, where are we at right now? I mean, the obvious guess would be Winterfell, but then, you know, as as you start to see that that they're unsullied, and then you see Arya, you're like, okay, we're present day. The armies are coming in, and soon enough, we got John and Danny coming in um, on their horses. Yeah, and and then uh, we had some nice banter. I thought it was a great way to get back into the swing of things with uh, Tyrion yep. and Varys uh, <laughs> going back and forth. And and you know Tyrion is always one to crack jokes. And I, I thought that was great how Varys called him out and is like, "Why is it that you're so offended by dwarf jokes but not eunuch jokes?" And even I think I even said it out loud to Katie next to me. And I'm like, "It's like because because I'm not a eunuch." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, it's, you get right back into that. I mean that the comedy between them uh, last season and uh, Tyrion's just smart assness. Sure. It's, it's great. So I was really nice to get that after, you know, again, almost 600 days of being without it. Absolutely. Uh, reminds us, but you know, Arya is all grown up. And when you talk about the, the creators after the episode, they even show like that first scene and how little Arya was. It's, crazy to think how how long the show's been on and how much all these kids have grown up yeah i was watching before the episode started to kill some time i had about a half hour or so um they have a special thing on on the hbo now app when i'm sure it's on hbo go and wherever else as well but um there are interviews with all the main cast basically and remembering i think it's called uh remembering the show or something like that yeah uh, i think they i think they posted that on facebook like each individual video you can right. find on facebook and they may have tweeted that as well sure yeah so i watched uh i watched john i watched um aria the reason why i thought of this is because aria they touch on how small she was and and how she's grown into who she is and you see her with that little bitty helmet on and some behind the scenes footage of how tiny she was compared to i mean she's yeah. still not you know very big but but she's grown quite a bit from the little little aria we met in season one Right, and geez, yeah. think about the journey she's gone on. Oh, I mean, yeah. we'll surely be touching on it throughout this uh, season of recording, and uh, of course later on the episode uh, with her. Well, it's coming up here soon, but her and John interacting. I thought that was a really sweet moment, great and moment, also a very funny moment because he has no idea what she's what been she's through. been through. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's hard to say, but like out of uh, all of them, I think that um, if I had to pick. Like who I think is going to, I don't want Arya to die at all, but in the back of my mind, I feel like it's going to come full circle with uh, all the, all the dancing around death that she's done, that it might be her. And I'm just bracing for that moment. We're like, I don't want it to oh, be. I, she, is, she is seriously one of my favorite. I mean, she probably is my favorite remaining Stark. Yeah. Mine too. Uh, and, and I just, I can see if she does die or quote unquote die, I can see her kind of disappearing off into the whatever. And then her living on as a faceless man, you know, like her kind of being in the shadows, like they don't really quite know, but they're, they, you still somehow kind of feel that she's out there. Like if she isn't just, you know, living and it's obvious, like I just, she's such a cool character and I can't sure. imagine them just straight up killing her off or I don't want to. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I think it would be with a purpose, but like I'm just in the back of my mind, I'm like, I feel like that would be right there on the line of shocking and also acceptable, I yeah. guess, you know? So like, I don't know. It's only six episodes, five episodes now before the ultimate ending. So it's, it's hard for me to put together theories of what I think is going to happen with such little time because I had, there's some crazy theories that I dove into and I thought like, <laughs> This would be really interesting, and I think they. I hope they play with it more um, in the books. But 
um, with six episodes left, like we're in the end game, like they're rushing to get, I don't want to say rushing, but you know, even brand in this episode says like, <laughs> we don't have time to waste guys. Let's, let's get moving. Right. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a great, it, it's a metaphor for us watching this show and, and it's so true. So yeah. So robo brand is there and he's, you know, <laughs> I mean, he is just straight to the point. He's not, I mean, he just is so serious about everything. Uh, but he says, you know, the night King is coming. He's got his army we don't have time to do all this because they exchange pleasantries when, when right. Danny and John ride into Winterfell of course there's all this oh Winterfell is more beautiful than even your brother described it and Sansa's like as are you my queen and, and that's when Bran's like okay yeah let's yeah. talk about these armies <laughs> marching because it's it, it, we see this throughout the entire series of all these pleasantries and that are exchanged by everyone visiting whoever's kingdom. But, but as you said, we're in the end game, so we have a limited amount of time and, and we're going to see later on in this episode, how close they are cutting it. Yep. So, yeah, we see, I mean, so all the, so we got the Starks here reunited, uh, you know, Bran and John, it's been, it's been a long time since the, all these Starks have seen each other other than, uh, Sansa and John, I guess those were the last ones to really see each other. Yeah, and then so um, you know, just glossing over uh, everything that happens at Winterfell, uh, Arya sees dragons for the first time. I think Sansa does too. I couldn't remember. I think it's the first time that Sansa saw them. I believe but, so. But um, Sansa looked at them with you know, you know, cons- maybe not concern, but like not as much wonder as as Arya did. Like the look in her eyes and the smile she gave at seeing those dragons was like. Holy and you can tell I don't know I know you don't watch trailers but from the trailer they they show her spinning around and looking in the air so you know that she's looking at a dragon so but you know that moment where uh where that dragon flies by and Arya turns around and smiles and you realize wow you know I thought that was a really cool moment you know so I I don't think it's any surprise I've I've mentioned it before uh certainly on the uh the season finale that we did you know, I think I believe it was the first episode of the show uh, of show of spoilers. Um, I'm not a fan of Sansa. She is my least favorite <laughs> character. I have not liked her since season one. I can't stand her. This episode's not doing her any favors. I'm I'm like, if people want, you know, Sansa, she's been through a lot, and if people want, she now she's the Lady of Winterfell. I'm just thinking, if this show wants you to like Sansa, like this episode is, to me at least, is doing the exact <laughs> opposite of that. Like I. You know, I just I haven't been able to stand her since the beginning, and this episode was even more of that. I'm so glad that John told her, you know, how it is. Like everything John tells her in this episode is exactly what she needs to hear because um, the thing is, she just feels threatened. I mean, everything about this episode to the point that I'm trying to get at here with the dragons and with Danny, Sansa is so threatened, and she feels one betrayed. Uh, you know that John would go and bring this other person in, and and now she's the queen, and and he denounced his crown and everything. But two, it's like she's looking at her at, and her dragons as a threat, and right. I just feel that Sansa's still so childish and immature. She cannot. John is telling her and she knows even when John left, like what he was setting out to do. And yet she just still cannot wrap her head around that or put her selfishness aside and do what's best for Winterfell and the, the entire seven kingdoms. And so it's just so frustrating to me. She's, she's a young kid and it just seems like, uh, she just, you know, she just wants, she just wants her and maybe her brothers around to rule, but, but no one else. And, yeah. and so I don't know, it's a frustrating thing to deal with as this episode goes on. And, and again, I'm just really happy that John had that moment sure. where he kind of, 
uh, I won't say puts her in her place, but he explains to her why he did what he did. Yeah, I you're not the only one that that's told me how much they despise Sansa. I, I've never I've never hated her like to the extent to what it sounds like you got you and some other friends of mine do. But uh, like I've always had it in the back of my mind through all the mud that she's been drugged through that she was ultimately going to be queen of the north. But like you said, I I agree with you in the sense that this episode especially with with six to go five to go now that like it's not doing her favors it's not winning her fans over you know and and, uh, granted you know not everybody has to like her but for for a happy ending for the stark family for for her you would think that you know more people would be on her side and it's it's exactly (sighs) with limited time to go this episode and the way she's acting isn't doing her favors because we know again we all know why john did what he did and we know why he is with daenerys and we we know all these things right and uh you know sansa obviously doesn't know as much as we do looking in at this whole story but still john has explained himself time and time again and he keeps having to do it and uh, i i feel like it's going in one ear and out the other so i really hope that sansa can put you know her feelings and differences aside and do what's best and uh, i really hope it doesn't come down to uh, you know a her or me type situation or you know i just don't want again limited time i don't want to get into the squabbling between these people um so we'll have to see where that goes uh but let's head over to king's landing yeah over to king's landing um kai we start off with kyburn and cersei kyburn's uh letting her know that the dead are through the wall and cersei without any hesitation says good you know, uh, like what, she, <laughs> what did you read that as? Like that was that was even surprising to me because I mean, as much as Cersei, you know, wants to rule and have everyone else die and all that stuff, I'm just thinking like that's not good for anybody, right? No, I I'm not certain. Like, I feel like she maybe has enough faith in her army and and the Golden Company, um, which we'll get to here in just a second, that like where Euron's going to go bring back the fleet and everything, but that maybe maybe the north will prevail in some regard and whatever they don't you know her army will take care of because obviously she's not sending anybody up there to help them yeah Um, so i think she's preparing for the aftermath of what happens in the north and you know like she's just got so much hate in her heart now she's got nothing to live for anymore with all her kids gone jamie has now left her and seen her as basically the mad queen now after blowing up the septum so and is she is she did she fake her pregnancy she's not really pregnant is she i in my the first time that she announced or that she showed any signs of that she did it to to jamie and Tyrion alone i don't think anybody else even Mm -hmm. knows not even kyburn so i think it was a way to to relay a message to to Tyrion that like she's got something to fight for again which he he expresses in this episode mm-hmm. and it was also a way for Jamie to to stick around because he knew, she knew he was lo- or she was losing him, right you know and to hook and him. ultimately yeah. did and then what we saw after her um i guess we can get into the fact that her and, and uh Euron finally hook up in this episode yeah this was surprising i'm like that Euron is really pushing it like i know he's a smart ass and cocky and he always has been but jeez i mean i feel like he was just like <laughs> she an t- inch away from getting beheaded in this she episode. tells him you are probably the most arrogant man i've ever met but, and and it's right but like she's she's in some way into him and, yeah. and you know of course using him for for his for his army and his what he she can what he can bring to her yeah. but uh 
part of my mind was like after after the sex that she was drinking what I would imagine to be wine or something. But, um, you know, Megan kind of dismissed it as well, saying, well, you know, back then maybe it wasn't such a concern, you know, with the medical risks of drinking while pregnant or anything. But I bet not. Yeah. You know, so I mean, we can maybe throw that out the window. But at the same time, I was thinking to myself, if she is or if she wants to continue with the lie that she is, which I guess it wouldn't work after a certain amount of time, but. And with a certain with a small amount of episodes left, it probably won't become a problem. But um, I was thinking maybe she's because they show a moment where she's thinking about it after he says that I'm going to put a prince in your belly. Well, and- that's that's and that's where my question really comes up, because I'm like totally con- convinced that I mean, we thought it was just a lie to, to, to Jamie and Tyrion. But she um, Katie pointed out and I didn't really pick up on it at first, but she's like, yeah, she almost like was in tears. She, did you get that? Like that she was really Katie thought she was like emotional, not just thinking about it. Uh, I what I what I took from it was the fact that she was considering lying to him about it. But I don't know what she would gain from lying about having a prince like that that he did, especially with the short amount of time left. Uh, and the fact if she was in tears, um, like she lived for her kids and she doesn't have them anymore. So it might have been a reminder that uh, like, that she doesn't have them at all in any of the three anymore. So, OK, that's a good that's a good point. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think she is. And again, with the limit, I don't want to say again, she is I, either. No, I, I can't imagine they can bring this up. And at the end of this thing. I, I will be disappointed if Cersei is not dead by the end of this show. She has to. Tell you. She, yeah. she just can't. I mean, after everything that she's done, if she ends up living at the end of this whole ordeal, I mean, it would just feel so wrong, right? No, with, with, the, with the, uh, the prophecy from, from uh, Maggie the Frog, Valonqar yeah. prophecy, like, it's either going to be ter- – because I think Jamie's younger than him, her, too, right? By, like, a minute or something? Yeah. Like, she was told her younger her, – her little brother, which, like – uh, the word I'm looking for, I can't think of it. Uh, literally, uh, would would like in the literal sense would be Tyrion. I think right. <laughs> one of one of her two younger brothers are, are going sure. to be the ones that wrap their hands around his thro- and, her throat. And that's if we believe in the prophecy. But it hasn't. But uh, everything us astray. No, yet, everything so. has happened so far, or is happening. We thought that yeah. the beautiful queen that was going to take her place was Marjorie, but instead now we have Danny coming to take the throne. Yeah. So, um, you know, everything is aligned for that prophecy to come true now let's now who do you who would you like it to be i'll go first i think after everything they've been through i feel like it has to be jamie that kills yeah her. yeah in the back the, the entire time i've i've always thought he was going to turn from kingslayer to queenslayer mm-hmm. and it's going to be more emotional for him being that it was his sister and his lover and right. the mother of his three kids but like to come full circle from being truly hated at the beginning of the season or the beginning of the series like jamie's one of my favorite characters now well, and that's what uh friend of the show, Blake, uh, that's what uh, he told me from the books because I started watching the show and then I started reading the books. But uh, as the show was going on, and I hated Jamie so much. I mean, even after episode one, you just hate and Jamie. And he was telling you, just, and, just hold out. Yeah, and, and Blake <laughs> says, you actually start to like him. And I'm like, yeah. no way. But <laughs> you're right. I mean, it's... It, that's what's but, great about the show is that everybody, there's no like... Like everybody's just 
people. There's no guarantee, like good or bad side. Everybody does morally good and wrong things, but, but you have, you know, like you know what though. To that point, they grow. I, th- I think that, but I think that's an excellent point though. So Jamie has found redemption. We yeah. we like Jamie. He's one of people's favorite characters, and we forgive him even though he started this whole thing and has done a lot of terrible stuff. But like, I still can't get into Sansa. You know, sure. like yeah. not every character can do that. But talk about and, and Sansa ne- never did as terrible things even as jamie but i still she was just young and stupid like right but i still i can't forgive her for everything in season one and i just sure i just don't like her and and i do realize that it was from being young and stupid like you said but uh you know her priorities were to all she cared about was being queen and being with joffrey and she abandoned her family and like i don't know i've never been able to get past it and i just don't like her i don't know what else to say and and uh but but jamie has grown on me that's for certain yeah so going back to, to the question like I've always believed it to be Jamie I, I still think um, if I had to pick I would pick Jamie but I would also I think I would really like to see it be Tyrion in some way as much as we've especially on the rewatch that I did of the series yeah. just how much Cersei has has manipulated Tyrion or, or um, basically they I mean they've just been in a constant war against one another the whole time you know, and Jamie's always had a soft spot for Tyrion, and and that's why he always resorted to to working with with Jamie, and even yeah. in the worst situations. But like Cersei, like just despises Tyrion from she's the get go from worst. birth. Yeah, she's, so she's just uh, she's just the worst, and that's why she has to go. And I will be so happy. I will I will have a party just to celebrate that. When yeah, she's gone. but like, I it's, I don't think at this point yeah, <laughs> that's a great party to have because like I think Cersei. I can't think. I mean, I don't watch a whole lot of television. But like I've been telling people, I think Cersei is the worst woman I've ever seen in television. Just like she is the worst of... character ever. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, to for you know Lena Headley to to play a oh, character yeah. like that, I mean, you have to give her props because sure. I mean, Absolutely. honestly, it's it's the best actors. I mean, this is their job. They are actors, and they are there to portray these characters. And some some characters are heroes some characters are horrible people and so when you think of people like people that come to mind are cersei joffrey i mean you gotta give them credit who do you hate much more i mean cersei aside who do you hate more than joffrey i mean what a great job he did of making you hate him yeah yeah that's true ramsey's (laughs) horrible too but i mean great actor and then uh i think of uh draco malfoy from harry (laughs) potter i mean he's another one of those characters that you you hate so much but i mean tom felton did such an amazing job of of making you hate that character so uh props to these actors and it it's really hard because they do such a good job that you almost like when you see them as a person or in a different role, you're like, oh, you know, because <laughs> like, you know what I mean? When I see Tom Felton, then usually he does play kind of a jerky person, even, you know, he's getting a little t- typecast, but like, uh, like when he showed up on the flash and he was a jerk, I just, I hated him that much more because I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's Draco. He's such a jerk. <laughs> yeah. It's like we were just talking, or you guys were just talking about no real spoilers uh, for, uh, for Ben Mendelsohn, like he's always a bad guy. So in Captain Marvel, yeah. when like when he's in this human form, you're like, oh, there he is as a bad guy. But yep. then you know, it turned out to be something completely different and a, a complete shocker because Rogue One and Ready Player One and you know, oh, so- he's always yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very weird now. I mean, he's he's definitely uh, into that uh, bad guy type of thing. I was trying to think of who else it was uh, before Ben Mendelsohn there was someone else that was a character actor that was always the bad guy. And I just can't think of it now, oh, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's in that role now for sure. We talked about Cersei and Euron. Yep. 
talk about the Golden Company. Yeah, Golden Company. Um, I didn't catch the uh, the the captain's name. He was in the throne room with them before the uh, Euron and Cersei went off to to have some fun. The uh, <laughs> um, Golden Company comes. Uh, they have what twenty thousand men and twenty uh, and two thousand horses, um, but no elephants. But no elephants. And like Cersei was really adamant. She mentioned twice that she wanted elephants, which was something that I think. Um, viewers and everybody were, were, or at least book readers were expecting. I guess Tywin um, never took her to the circus as a yeah. kid. <laughs> she can go see Dumbo, and she may be disappointed from that too. Oh, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it was a quick. Uh, you know, we see the fleet coming in, and um, I then they talk about the numbers there, and then um, after after the post uh, post sex with Cersei and Euron. Um, I need to pronounce that better as it sounds like urine. Yeah, uh, urine. <laughs> uh, we see Yara back on the ship again, all alone, and, and a bunch of the the soldiers are getting crossbows through the head, and we see Theon get a moment of redemption to uh, in, in saving her, which I thought was kind of an awesome moment, even though when, when Yara was finally untied, she got up and just punched him in the face for all that he's put her through and trying to save him, you know, and, <laughs> right. and uh, you know, she he left her stranded with Euron um, last season, you know, when uh, during the, uh, what was the name of that battle? There's so many battles now. Um, anyway, it was one yeah. of those. Yeah, so he did, and then and Theon jumped off the boat. Like he didn't even try to save her; he just ran. That's off right. So. so that okay, I I was like I I remembered that he had something to do with abandoning her, or her getting caught, or something, and I couldn't remember what it was. So that punch was for him just yeah. running away. Okay, and not only that, just all the build up too, because she went to save him from Ramsay a couple mm. seasons before when he was in the dog kennels, and and he was just so mentally broken that he was he would not leave, and so she lost a lot of men and got out of there when 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 Ramsay got word of it and came down with his knives and was ready to battle and. Oh. You know, so like she lost a lot of good men and everything trying to save Theon and he just kept, you know, still mentally broken. He's finally starting to get that that uh, confidence back because now um, instead of going to the Iron Islands, which where Yara wants to go back to and rule as queen and set up a place for Danny to retreat to if anything was to happen, you know, to go wrong. Um, because they're on the Iron Islands and it'd be hard for the White Walkers to get to them being surrounded by water and such. So that's that's her plan. But but. But um, Theon feels like he owes it to the Starks for everything he's put them through and, oh, and for sure. to go that's... back and fight for them. So she gives him the permission to to go out and do that because that's where he's going to you know, get his his redemption. I respect his loyalty and him trying to, you know, make reparations and, and, and do the right thing because I mean, obviously he, he did terrible, terrible things. Yeah. Uh, and so that is the right thing to do to go and help them however he can. But that's another character that I just don't know that can ever be fully redeemed from all the awful things. I mean, they obviously are, are, they're doing a lot to make you feel sorry for him because even though he was terrible, he went through all that horrific stuff yep. with Ramsey, uh, and, you know, and, and just dealing with this whole stuff with his family and all that. So, I mean, they're definitely doing a, a good job of trying to redeem him, but I don't know in the back of my mind, I don't think I can forgive him just like, you know, kind of like how I feel about Sansa. Like, I don't think I'll ever fully be able to, uh, sure. be cool with Theon, but, um, he's one of those that I feel like maybe 
can do the right thing and then I see him maybe dying this season and, uh, you know, saving someone, doing something, uh, you know, uh, something that would really give him that final redemption. But maybe he doesn't live happily ever after. Yeah, I'm not sure what the end game is for Theon. Uh, he might. Um, I didn't really ever think about it, to be honest. He might be somebody who sacrifices himself to help save the Starks here in the, in the upcoming battle. I think he almost has to. I mean, obviously anything can happen, but I see him doing a, a sacrifice. You no, know, they can call it even, and that will be how he's remembered. And and uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I really think like he's already devoted himself to to uh, Yara being the queen of the Iron Islands. So I think like this is his like his swan song to go fight for the people who you know he should have never screwed over. You know, and I, I think he's going to have a big moment here in a, in a couple episodes. Not a, yeah. Certainly, but yeah, um, that's the last moment in King's Landing uh, for the episode. I think, yeah, because we go back to winter. We go back to yeah. Winterfell where uh, Tyrion and Davos are are talking about uh, uh, John and Danny. Um, they're down. I like the I like the sigil the talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when they they see that the uh, Car Starks have showed up to Winterfell, and so you've got the Starks, the Car Starks, and then they they're mentioning their sigils, and then uh, as yep. Tyrion that gets a swipe in at Davos, they're sigil, better than an onion. onion. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know Davos is so cool. Yeah. I love Sir Davos, and he's like, doesn't he say like, yeah, yep. I agree. Uh, I thought <laughs> either Davos or Varys. I thought Varys said it, which I thought was funnier. Oh, I thought it, it was might Davos have been. Yeah. because it was. I think it's. I think he's. Uh, I could be wrong, but I took it as him commenting on his sigil. It was just a a quick thing, but like the last thing before it cuts is someone says, "I yep. have to agree." And I was pretty sure it was him being like, "Yeah, Probably. an onion really isn't a a good sigil." But, but uh, yeah, they're talking. Uh, they're talking about Danny and John down there. You know, they're young and they're they're leaders, and and they're talking about their age and how Danny respects wisdom and oh, everything, yeah. and and how. There's this a little was great bit of, writing about the youth respecting the old. Exactly. It's a little bit of concern uh, in regards to if they win this whole thing, you know, where, where, what's going to happen to us? You know, we've been guiding them this whole time, but then once they have full control, you know, we, you know, what, what could happen, I guess. I mean, this whole episode had a, a lot of ambiguity in, in, uh, um, which we'll get to with a big question that Sam asks John later on, or Aegon, I should say, mm-hmm. um, regarding, you know, what what would Danny do in this situation where, I mean, I guess we can jump to that real quick. It's coming up pretty shortly where um, one of the, the key moments of this episode is Sansa talking to John about giving up his crown to, you know, kneeling or bending the knees. Oh, uh, don't remind me again. <laughs> and, this is another annoying sounds apart where, but this is where John sets her straight. Yeah, right? but, yeah. But you know, and it's a it's a concern for all of Winterfell, really. Even Lady Mormont, uh, Lyanna Mormont, you know, says we all pledged to you as King of the North, and then you went and and gave up your crown to this to this outsider, you know. And you know, so it's to Sansa, she asks, is it is it love or is it for the safety of your people? And everybody's questioning him, giving up this, giving up the crown. And uh, but come on, John is the most honorable person sure. on in this I show. Agree. It's it's so frustrating because he's always done the right thing. And you know, I mean, talking as about, the viewer, it's easy to tell. But to all these people who are who who are you know, I don't want to say worshiping him, but uh, see them as as their king. You know, it seems like. He, he feels like he's going astray, you know, in, in some... In I some guess stuff. I could see that if they they give him the crown, they name him King in the North, and then he 
quote unquote abandons them or whatever. But I mean, it's not like he hasn't always explained it. He's he he did what he felt. I mean, as king, if you're the king and you feel that you either could stay right. king, I mean, he even explains it. I'm basically gonna. I mean, it's not verbatim, but I mean, he he basically says I could either be king and you know risk everyone dying, or I could save the North and do what I had to do, go find allies, which is Danny. So it's like he he explains again and again, and I feel like the people just, they just, he it, he's having a real hard time getting their trust back. Yeah, it's hard for me to, to put, when people ask who you think is going to be on, one of the biggest questions of the series is who's going to be on the Iron Throne at the end. And uh, like everybody's behind John. John's the natural leader yeah. from 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 being bastard to King of the North or to, to Lord Commander of the Night's Watch to King of the North, and now the the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. But none of those things he wanted at all. You know, so it's, it's crazy when you think about it. This is really feels like his story. This whole show, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And, and it definitely feels like that. Yeah. And I just, it's hard for me to say like, yeah, it's going to be him because <laughs> he doesn't want it. And I see, I feel like, you know, one of the questions was asked today by Sansa, like if you love her, like, and really believe that she's the right one to rule the throne, like it's in John's, I think, nature to, to sacrifice himself to to ensure that like if he truly believes in her you know what i mean because she asks do you love her the and and of course you know he'll he'll put i think everything over that but like it's just so hard to guess with with such little time left what's actually going to happen and then um, i foresee a big problem coming up oh yeah for sure its name is daenerys yeah like the whole episode leaned towards uh putting some tension between John and Danny, which like, I mean, it seemed they're getting together. Swell. They're lovey dovey. Everything. Uh, they're the, the romance is there. It's all there. And but, let's just say they rode dragons together. Jon Snow oh, rode a dragon tonight. I, I was <laughs> oh my God. It, it, it's kind of, it's okay. It's crazy. Like I have, I have a few questions about this thing. So first of all, only a uh, Targaryen can ride dragons. And so, I, I'm really curious if that is the case, what Danny was thinking, because yeah, exactly. it, it, he shouldn't be able to do that. So first that of all, my main that, question. she's so happy. It doesn't make any sense how natural it was where she's like, yeah, do this. And if you can't, then it's been nice knowing you. Yes, that's a cute line. But again, only Targaryens can do this. What are you thinking even having him try? And then when yeah. he can, what are you thinking? Like, they don't address exactly. it. And so that's frustrating, first of all. My- S- second of all, the first time you ride a dragon, there's no way you'd be able to hold on to that thing. John, I mean, <laughs> physically. Unless you're Jon Snow. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> no, cute I moment, it. you know, ducking in and out of little, you know, crevasses or whatever you want caverns whatever you want to call the like you know over the hills and this and that okay cute right. it's like uh it's like uh the magic carpet in aladdin you know they're having this moment together but i'm like there's no way that Jon snow randomly holding on to whatever he can find could be going at that speed diving that fast and the wind just doesn't take him flying off i mean honestly Daenerys for that matter too but like for john at his first try i'm like this is crazy that she would even risk that when she knows Again, only Targaryens can do this. So it, it just yeah. it's it's a scene that doesn't make sense other than to entirely. show a playful romance. But I, I don't know, I had a lot of problems. And then other than that, I'm like, Oh, I really wish they could make it look a little better. 
Like the CG, <laughs> it was a little like the, they used a lot of blur, little green to, screen on you know, there. So. Yeah, it, it, it's gotten better. Dragons and everything. I mean, the show has never had like the the pinnacle of special effects. Like when you talk about, uh, let's just say the Marvel films, for instance, like uh, Infinity War. You know, the CG and special effects are incredible in these recent Marvel movies, right? And so this is a TV show. They have a big budget, but also it's a lot of on location stuff and. Sure. You know, the CG has always been a little bit questionable. Again, you know I love the show. We do a podcast on it, not trying to pick it apart. But the fact is, the dragons and that stuff, it's, you know, it's not the best. Um, so I wish it would have looked a little better. But all that besides, like, I can get into it. It's fantasy. It's dragons. It's, you know, it's still really good uh, compared to some other stuff we've seen. So uh, other than that, yeah, my main question was just the whole dragon writing. And, 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 and that is also the problem with a condensed season. And, you know, you're trying to get all these things in. We want John to ride a dragon and blah, blah, blah. It's like we only have six episodes to do this in and wrap the whole thing up. So I feel... Um, you know, that is maybe where we could have used a little more time where they could have introduced John riding a dragon and maybe not such a rushed way, but a, a way that would have, you know, maybe after the reveal, after people know he's a Targaryen. Okay. Then he gets this cool dragon riding moment. Um, sure. so my thoughts, no, I, 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 I had the same thoughts as well is that I, I don't think Danny, I mean, she could be a little naive enough in, in love with John to think that this is just, you know, the dragons accepting him. But like a, a logical mind would think that, you know, with all the people that have been around the dragons, like the only people that have warmed up to that they've warmed up to were her tearing a little bit when he was freeing them and, and, and John. So like, I don't think it, it shouldn't have been so easygoing. Like she should have been concerned that like it was he was just able to jump on and and ride it i, I would have loved to have seen yeah. at least a little bit of question on her face you know something sure right something to but at it. the same time i want to play devil's advocate and say just for for argument's sake i guess that in the condensed season that maybe it's a testament to just how thick his targaryen blood is that the dragons accepted him which neither one of them at this point that they're riding the dragons know this yet yeah that he's a Targaryen. Right. So um, maybe that'll dawn on him in the next episode or so, since he found out oh. nearly at the end of this episode that, that he is the rightful heir of the king through, it's, through Samwell. It's going to get crazy, but uh, just to, just to get towards the end here. So uh, we, we see a lot of characters, uh, you know, for the first time in this episode, uh, we see uh, Gendry uh, doing his blacksmith thing, forging weapons. Uh, he has some uh, interactions with the hound. And then also uh, the some first axe. time Arya and the hound, reunite since she left him to yep. die uh so that was a pretty funny little interaction because you know in my, <laughs> in my mind i'm thinking like he he knows how tough she is and as soon as he you know he walks away like you know they act all tough and then he's like oh you're you're tough and and he walks away i'm like he's scared he's getting out of there <laughs> yeah he goes you're a you're a cold little bitch aren't you yeah, a, <laughs> that's a total i mean the hound has said worse yeah. things i expected him to drop the c word in oh, there geez. but but uh but no um yeah so we get the we get the gendry and hound he makes the axe a hound he Arya brings him a blueprint did you get a, a glimpse of what Arya is asking gendry to make I, you know i should have gone back and i meant to take note of that when i watched it it looked like a slingshot or something it was something it was something interesting something but, to it was like two parts to me it looked like something that launches something yeah she's already got needles she's already got a valerian dagger mm -hmm. um 
yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what that is, and maybe I'll go back and take a look as well. Well, and that will be part of probably our next discussion where we're really getting in depth. So, sure. again, this is just off the cuff. We watched True. the episode, yeah. uh, and we're getting right into it. So definitely feel free to contact us or theorize. Um, but yeah, we'll go back and obviously rewind and, and zoom in, enhance, enhance. Yeah, <laughs> Blade Runner style. Yeah, and then so one of the biggest moments of, of the episode for me, I think, was uh, was uh, when Samuel was reintroduced. Um, um, he's back and he's win- in Winterfell talking to Danny and Jorah. He's has- oh, <laughs> Sam. This, I yeah. mean, he he's kind of the MVP of this episode. Oh, Jeez, this is an amazing for moment. sure. And and uh, it, he plays sad. it so well. He's really good. Yeah. I forget his name. Uh, something Bradley, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really really good. But um, yeah. So he's asking for a pardon for and 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 Danny's asking what for and because he stole some books from the uh, from the Citadel and he, he she's basically there to thank him for curing. Uh, Jorah from uh, the dragon scale. Sure and, does take a quick turn, doesn't it? Yeah, and uh, and she he wants a pardon for stealing his family um, sword, the Valerian steel. Um, uh, what nice heartsbane is what it's called. Yeah, and it brings up uh, his last name as as Samuel Tarly, and it rings a bell with Danny from last season, in which that battle where she comes in on the dragons and just destroys the Lannister army. Um, that. Yeah, doesn't she say like a Sir Randall yeah, Tarly? And- surely you don't mean Randall Tarly. And he goes, "Yeah, why?" And and as we know as viewers, Samuel doesn't know yet because he was he was thankful to go back home. Um, yeah. After uh, oh, not yet, not yet. Um, Randall, she he finds out that that uh, that Danny. They, well, she, they yeah, went, she and, says it. She's yeah. like she's like Randall Tarly. Yeah, that's my father. And she's like he. You know, I asked him to bend the knee. He would not. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, he he takes it. You know, we know as viewers that he didn't have a good relationship with his dad being sent to the Night's Watch because his dad thought he was useless. And his dad was awful. But, awful, you, know, but at, you know, at the end of the day, it's still his dad. It's still so. his dad. So yeah, it's yeah. that it's that I don't know what word to use. Like, hit what because I, I don't feel it. But the feeling that he had were like, it's his dad. His dad treated him like crap, sent him to the wall. He wants him to be this guy. But, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, it's his dad and his dad is dead. And so he's he's trying to find the emotion of what or express how he's feeling well at and, first it's like he can he he seems like he's kind of keeping it together yeah he's, his eyes are looking a little watery he's upset but he's able to you know catch his breath and he's like oh well at least i'll be able to come back home because uh, my brother will be in charge now and no <sighs> dickon is dead as well because he oh. stood with his father and samwell all but loses loses it you know he uh he kind of we don't see him storm out of there right he just kind of goes the next scenes with him going to john and you can tell that he's got this kind of animosity well he does he says he says you know he basically says can i be excused and she says of course and that's when he he like stumbles out down the stairs and sees bran across the way um but yeah and you know it's funny now having seen umbrella academy that number one is was was dickon yep yeah luther Uh, um, yeah, but so, yeah, Samuel's dealing with the emotion of losing his dad and his brother. And, um, he, he goes to, he goes to brand and brand says, you have to tell John now and brand. And he goes, why don't you tell him you're his brother? He goes, well, I'm not his brother. And yeah. I like this. This is another good piece of writing though. And, and brand is so matter of fact and as robotic as he is, like he has a point. He's like, yeah, no, I'm really not. And you're the one he trusts. Like they're best friends. They're, they were as close as, 
as really anybody from everything they've been through and the time at the wall. Yep. So, uh, did, yeah, Bran just says you have to tell him the truth. Did you catch what else Bran said? It didn't make sense till the end of the episode. Uh, tell me again. I don't remember. He said, I'm waiting for an old friend. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> we'll, touch, we'll touch that again here in a couple oh, minutes. Soothsayer Bran. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, at the time, that doesn't make any sense, but we'll, we'll get it. We'll, yeah, I didn't we'll know what he meant by that, but sure. good point. Yeah. The but, last scene of the episode. Yep. Um, so Sam, uh, John, the next scene is John down in the crypts and, uh, <laughs> Sam is, gets introduced, reintroduced to John by, I guess, falling <laughs> down the stairs. You, I, well, you it's like, crash it. yeah, I'm like, what on earth? Because it, and then John's like, are you hiding from me? Like, I'm like, what was he doing? Crawling around, like trying to like, I like the way I took it was like, he was down there, but he's so nervous about telling John that he like, he like turned around real fast and then he got ducked down. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I just imagine him falling down the stairs or oh. something because like, you know, we know he's an emotional wreck right now. So maybe oh losing my gosh. Or something. Yeah. So. I mean, not only is this some serious information he has to deliver, but, um, Oh, the other thing I want to touch upon, which they're going to have this conversation, is, um, you know, it all seems good. The beginning of this episode, uh, you know, John's home. The Starks are all back together. Danny's there with her army. She's going to save the day. They're all going to fight the Night King and his army. Like, everything seems good. But then also you have to remember that we have been through seven seasons of this show, and a lot of people have done a lot of messed up stuff. A lot of people have killed a lot of people. And so this that interaction with Sam and Danny it reminds you that it's not all good. Like these people, I mean, remember all these different seven kingdoms had someone trying to take the iron throne. So like now we're in the end game where it's like, okay, we got to get together and save the world from uh, the white walkers. But this whole show has been about them all, you know, destroying each other's kingdoms, killing each other. So um, it isn't all good. And that's the point I want to make is that like, Danny has done some stuff that isn't going to sit well with Sam and John. She's done stuff. John isn't going to like, and, and they've all done things that, you know, they're going to be reminded of, you know, they're not okay with. So, um, I really see it falling apart here pretty soon. And especially with the information John has, I don't know if he is going to tell Danny right away. Like in my mind, like what I was waiting for was John to be like, who knows this and don't tell anyone because he has to be very delicate with how he delivers this. Exactly. Um, That's exactly what Megan said too. Is like, yeah, (laughs) I mean, because Daenerys, I mean, think about it she has been through a lot this whole show and her ultimate goal i mean she's not gonna i mean you know her and john their relationship's pretty new like she's not gonna give up everything for him so i see it as kind of anything that gets in her way exactly and that's that's the big question that sam asked john after giving him all the information telling him hey this is who you are you're the rightful heir to the throne um she killed my dad and brother for not bending the knee would you have done the same and he the quote was um you gave up your crown to save the people would she do the same and that you know that hits like if you think about her journey the whole way like her entire journey has been dedicated to reclaiming the Iron Throne, and I think, I mean, she's had good intentions the whole way. She's freed all the slaves, done, and, right? You know, she's like done she's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Would like, she well, give up the throne? That yeah, is the question. And that's that's I the question. That's yeah, me either. That's the question that John would. Yeah, I think John would, but would Daenerys? I don't. I don't think she would. I think. I think if it came between her and John, I think she would kill John. Yep. To be to sit on the throne as as terrible as that sounds, you know, and we all you know love them together and ship them and all that stuff. But like when it comes down to it, 
I just don't think that she would let anyone I agree. get in her way. I agree. It would be it would be very surprising to see how that plays out if it plays out that way yeah. that she especially, does. But especially this recent Daenerys. I mean, remember when Daenerys used to be softer and oh yeah, wasn't as I mean these last few seasons. I mean, she's really become this a hardened queen, and yep. she. Um, you know, she just doesn't mess around like you saw with the Tarleys and you don't bend the knee, you get burnt. I mean, she would have never done that back in the early seasons, but, uh, you know, this is who she is now. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that information gets relayed. Absolutely. And again, I was so expecting John to say, like, do not tell, tell anybody. Never um, say this again to anybody. Yeah, I, I bet you it comes up early in the next episode. Like, For sure. There's no way the first scene of the next episode, as little time as we have, is like him like, hey, Danny, what's up? Uh, <laughs> so here's this thing. So, but, uh, but great scene between them again. Um, yeah, the actor that plays Sam, uh, I, uh, John Bradley is John Bradley. Of. Yeah. Uh, it's my, is, my first and middle name backwards. There you go. So he, <laughs> he's fantastic. He was great in that scene with Daenerys and Ser Jorah. We see Ser Jorah again and, yep. uh, he was great in that scene, but this scene with John too, um, they really focus on John, uh, and, and they, uh, Benioff and Weiss mentioned it that like, you know, Bradley does a great job, but he's delivering information. We've, we've, we know that information. So we hear him, uh, but we really see John's face. And, and again, a, a testament to Kit Harrington. Um, pretty much this last scene, like it's just the camera on his face. And I think he does a fantastic job reacting to this news. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, the last thing I was going to say about that is between that line from Sam, you know, getting that information and, and hearing what she's done that John doesn't know about. Cause he even asked her, did she not tell you that she killed my parents or my, my dad and my brother? And then what Sansa, like between Sansa and Danny or Sansa and Sam with the information about Danny, like it's really going to create a rift. I think between what we saw this episode and the, and the last few prior that like they're, they're getting really close and they're riding dragons together and stuff. And now suddenly you're learning like who they really are or what, you know, if you think about the long term, is she, is she who you think she is, you know? So that in the next five episodes, there's going to be that, that, that tension between them for that when it gets to the iron throne. Cause a lot of people thought, but going into the season that, Oh, John and Danny are going to rule together. And I, I don't think that's the case. I think they're going to, they're going to have a, they're going to have some kind of, you know, falling out and something's it, that's the happily ever after ending. I mean, that's that's we're like, not getting a happily ever after ending. <laughs> I know that's the like in the perfect world. You know, this is what you you know you want to happen. It's just so perfect. But yeah, this show, if we know anything, it based do on not end up perfectly. Everything that we've seen and and what we know um, just about characters and how uh, George R. R. Martin writes. Like one line that's always stood out for me in this series was when Ramsey tells Theon, "If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention." Right. And so whenever I think about how game of thrones ends i'm like i think it's gonna be bittersweet i don't think you know i mean obviously i mean with with anything there's people that are gonna like it people that aren't and but i I don't think it's gonna have uh, uh, the happiest of endings so as long as it's not all a dream if 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 bran wakes up in his bed after being pushed out the window and this was all a dream in his head i am going to lose it well the last book the last book is going to be called the dream of spring so (laughs) let's let's throw that in the conspiracy box oh i'm gonna lose it but um (laughs) um the other thing i wanted to ask the last thing about the john and danny situation here is um obviously the targaryens have no problem of keeping it in the family and you know 
uh, relations and marrying their own or whatever, keeping it in the bloodline, as as many of the royal families do in these stories and history and all that. But uh, I can't see... I don't think John is necessarily down with that. You know what I mean? Like I can't see John yeah, marrying being, Sansa, you know, like right, I don't raised in an honorable family. Um, like, I mean, he, while he's a true Targaryen now and in love with, we can assume that he's maybe has strong, strong feelings for, for Danny. But like he was, he was raised with Stark, right? You know, he's Stark. Not, he has, you know, he, yeah, he has been raised as a Targaryen. So like, I don't think he would be cool with like marrying his niece, his yeah. aunt, or okay, his niece. Yeah, like I don't think he gets down like that. So right, and I think I got that backwards. I think Danny would be his aunt. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think Danny is his aunt. Yeah. Not only is this like a shocking revelation, but they're related now. So I don't know that John necessarily, even if. Danny was okay with it, like knowing his true lineage and, and if they decided, you know, whatever I'm in charge or we're going to co-rule, whatever the case is, you know, would John even go along with the incestuous relationship? So yeah, that wraps up the, uh, Oh, it's not our last trip to Winterfell, but it's the last big one. Um, following the last scene is, uh, with, uh, Tormund and Beric, uh, walking around. Are they at Castle Black? Where were they? I don't think they're at Castle Black. No. Um, I think they're at, they're somewhere in the North because, um, okay. because, uh, Lord Commander, uh, Edison Tollett and his, and, and some of the Night's Watch said they, they came down from Castle Black, I thought. Okay. Um, to wherever they're at. But I just wrote north in the notes because yeah. I'm, I'm not the, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem with just watching it. And we haven't done the research. So, again, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> I, we didn't have time to look up and research exactly. But anyway, so they're they're up north. And uh, it was a very funny scene. Uh, it very was funny. Actually, it was <laughs> very tension-filled yeah. oh, until, yeah, until it was funny because I really thought, I'm like, okay, we haven't had any big deaths. I'm nope. like, are they going to yeah, take out? That's the first out? thing I thought of. Right? Not the Tormund. The yeah, I, told Megan, I told Megan there's no priest left to bring Beric back either. So like, yeah. this might be the last time we see these guys. I thought that they were really going to go out swinging here. And, uh, you know, it was going to be the the uh, Night King, you know, or whatever. Yep. Uh, I mean, I don't know who else it would be that would kill him. So, yeah, I thought it was going to be uh, the White Walkers. Uh, but it ends up, like like you said, they run into the Night's Watch. and uh, But uh, they find a they character see, they oh. see Tormund's eyes oh that was really funny he has blue eyes it's like i've always had blue eyes that was a good line that that did make me laugh, <laughs> got a laugh out of us yeah. but uh what we didn't mention was earlier in the episode uh sansa sends this young kid i, I don't remember him at all from any other episodes yeah. but he's the lord of some house uh sends him to go get like horses and and round up men and uh, we see him, but he's not in the same shape that we saw him earlier in the episode. <laughs> no, he's pinned up against the wall, and it's got that familiar spiral um, with a bunch of different limbs around him. Oh, um, it's all like arms and legs that make arms it, and legs. Oh. Yeah, we've seen it in the very first episode with the with the the very first glimpse of the White Walkers with mm-hmm. the uh, with the deserters, where the uh, the body parts are just they're put into this into the spiral thing, and then and then Danny and John see it in the caves of of the of the first men, and mm-hmm. um, it, it's some some kind of symbol that means something that I don't know if if we have an explanation for yet, but I don't uh, think so. But it's that it's I just call it the the White Walker symbol. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but this was really creepy because as as I think it's Tormund and Beric are talking or something like that. Kids in the background, yep. he opens his eyes yep. as they're talking, and so only. Only we, the audience, see it, and you're like, "No, get yeah, down, yeah. you know." And, but he starts making noise, and and they end up setting him on fire, and yep. uh, it's a very creepy scene. 
yeah, and that's that's the end of that scene. Basically, yeah, they they light him on fire with with Barrick's a flaming sword, and it, it expands through like the entire. It, it looks really cool. It's a really cool scene. Yes. It's kind of like reminiscent of Daredevil with the, uh, or no, I won't say Daredevil. Let's, let's forget that movie. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dark Knight uh, Rises. There you go. But uh, yeah, so that ends that. We go back to Winterfell where we see a cloaked individual coming in on horseback from behind, and. Uh, you know, we were kind of guessing amongst ourselves who it would be because we didn't. I didn't think we'd seen Brienne at all this month. Or by, I said it was Brienne. Yeah, That's what I said too. I, I, I for some reason I completely forgot about was, Jamie. Yeah. And and yeah, I'm like I'm like I think it's Brienne. And then Katie's like, yeah, it looked like a sizable person just from the shots that we saw. But no, nope, guessed, it was Jamie. Yeah, we ended up guessing at the end it was Jamie because Megan said that Brienne was at Winterfell at the beginning briefly. Like you can see her oh, like, when the armies okay. were coming in. So I'm like, well, maybe it's Jamie. And sure enough, Jamie comes in, he gets off of the horse and. And um, the old friend that Bran that I referenced earlier was waiting for was Jamie, who the last time they interacted was when he pushed him out the window in episode oh, one. So the start of the entire thing. Yeah, that was what it, I mean, we talked about full circle, really. I mean, with the, you know, with the Night's Guard and, and the king coming in. And then now you've got uh, John and Danny as the queen coming in. And then this interaction between Bran and Jamie. I mean, what a what a what a. Uh, I don't know. It was just a shocking kind of moment to see them face. And the face. look, yeah, the look on Jamie's face was, you know, bewildered. He could not believe who he was seeing sitting there. Like, I don't know yeah. if, I mean, he would never hear the news about Bran being alive or anything, but like, after all this time and, you know, seeing that one boy that you. I guess at the time, you probably didn't have any qualms with dumping him out the window, but I think Jamie now would have a lot of regret in doing it. Yeah, um, but absolutely. It doesn't. I mean, you, you, you can't. You know, it doesn't forgive what you did. So, <laughs> no, ab- no, it definitely doesn't. Uh, also, though, I mean, I feel like throughout this show that the that Cersei and everyone's been aware of. I mean, even though they've been all over the place, like they're aware of the Stark children. Like, I really feel like he he would have known that Bran lived after that. I mean, they it's possible. Kinda, yeah, they they knew about their whereabouts of the different. Well, Bran was missing for so many seasons too that I don't. That's I, true. Yeah, that's true. I don't as know how many people thought that he was, you know, still. the missing part. Yes, but I mean, like Bran, I can't remember like how long it took, but I didn't feel like he was out for a tremendous amount of time after that. Like in in the in the first season, I mean, doesn't he come to pretty quickly? But you know, find out that he's paralyzed. Yeah, I think it's the end of episode two or three it's really quickly okay so like i i don't i don't know that it was necessarily a shock that he survived that accident but again it's not the first person you want to see when you come to winterfell to offer your help you know certainly not and and i'm sure with everything going on the question was is bran alive from just all the other stuff um but yeah, so that will be interesting to see what kind of words they share. Sure. Um, I honestly don't think Bran has any hard feelings left. I mean, he doesn't have really feelings. Is yeah, the thing. And, like, and we keep saying Bran, um, and and he he very he's very adamant that he's not Bran anymore. It's easier oh. as, as viewers to say Bran. So I don't know if he carries the emotions of what happened to him as Bran. Um, no, he he doesn't you know, have so, any emotions left. It's whatever's going to happen. I mean, I I can foresee if they do have words this next episode, which I would have a feeling early oh, on they yeah. would. Uh, Jamie's going to say something, and I think Bran again is going to be like, "We don't have time for this." It's, yeah, he's very matter of fact. Bran's goal is to stop the Night King and and the White Walkers. It's not to squabble over any little things i mean even little things as you push me out a window but it's yeah. it's not his concern that was the right. old his old 
personality. Yeah, and that's so. that's episode one or episode sixty eight. Wow, <laughs> with no I, title. I am, yeah, th- th- that's the other thing I don't think we mentioned is there literally HBO has not released a title. It's it's on HBO Go or now or whatever as Game of Thrones sixty eight. Oh, I just refreshed it on HBO now. It is called Winterfell. Oh, it's called Winterfell, just yes. like Wikipedia. Okay, we looked up on Wikipedia, but, you know, which we know Wikipedia is almost always correct. Uh, yeah. It showed on there as Winterfell, <laughs> and we're like, I don't know about that. So, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. We It takes place mostly in Winterfell. Yep. I wonder if the other episodes are all going to be revolving around a Cities. city. or There's not many yeah. left where, like, I That's mean, true. there could be one called King's Landing. and Back I, at Winterfell? Yeah. Back at King's Landing? And I think, I think that there's cause for one to be called... Uh, the Battle of Winterfell, because we know that's where the next big battle is going to be, or we, I, I think we can assume that that's where the next big battle is going to be as the Night King's coming down. But uh, and is that that's two weeks from now is supposed to be the big battle? I think so. Weekend episode three, game? yeah, and oh, then boy. is episode three or four? But I feel like it's they should do it three. Yeah, they got to do it weeks, sooner yeah. so we can have some more aftermath, you know, the, of what's going to happen. But yeah, the word on the street is that it is the longest filmed battle in history. Oh. Man. So it's going to be crazy. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously there's a lot of big war movies out there and uh, that is the word, I mean, released from, I think, the creators themselves that uh, it's going to be quite the showdown. So we're going to have Avengers Endgame, which is going to be insane. And we're going to have this immense battle going on. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that does it. Season eight, the final season of Game of Thrones, episode one, Winterfell. It's in the books. That's our immediate reaction. Uh, we said we weren't going to deep dive. I feel like we talked a lot. We about did a little it, bit. But, yeah, uh, it's exciting though. I mean, Game of Thrones is back. What else can I say? Yeah, I'm excited. So, Five more weeks, too. man. There you go. So uh, a couple things real quick before we wrap up. Uh, I did want to mention that we had some uh, listeners uh, quickly chime in with their reactions to the episode. And uh, as promised, I said we would read some of these reactions. So uh, real quick, there's only a couple here I'm going to read. Andrew says, the storyline didn't really progress any from the end of last season. I always felt the White Walker storyline was the least interesting in Game of Thrones. So um, I don't know what to say. I feel like that's kind of what the season is. Yeah. Um, that's too bad. I mean, if you're not down with that whole White Walker storyline, I mean, this is, it's, I think this season is either they stop them or they don't. Yeah. So. If they don't, if they don't, then there's no other storylines for you to follow. I mean, this is, yeah. the, this is the big bad of, of what's happening. They've been building it up for a while. I mean, I, I do agree that I think the, the political aspect of who's the rightful heir and who's going to win the, you know, manipulating one another to get to the throne is, is really, really interesting. And I, I, yeah. I'm interested to see how that happens, but they got to They have to deal with this first. Yeah, and, and so yeah, I can I can see that. My feeling is that we're gonna have that big battle, the biggest battle in history of film or whatever is gonna be episode three. So I have a feeling that in the first maybe three or four episodes we're gonna deal with that, and then the last couple are gonna be, you know, who's gonna be on that throne. So yeah. it will come here. I don't think that the last episode will then be let's just say killing the Night King and then you know happily ever after. I think they're going to resolve the White Walker issue and then we're going to get into that the whole politics of of sitting on the throne. So stay stay tuned. Obviously everyone's going to stick with it here in this final season. Um, and then the other comment here um, is from at Dante W twenty three and he says amazing just what I wanted from the first mm-hmm. episode in my opinion heart emoji Game of Thrones. So yeah, I you know. I I can see where Andrew's coming from because things didn't necessarily move ahead a lot as far as 
you know, the next steps. Yeah, I mean, it was but, mostly but planning, it, you know, like, but it, yeah, you know, but it was a, a few seeds. Yeah, it was a reintroduction of all the characters. It was a nice, you know, here's everybody together. Here's people together we haven't seen before. Here's people we haven't seen together in a long time. But then also that huge revelation. I mean, you, you can't say that John finding out that he's a Targaryen is a small thing. I mean, that is a yeah, huge... not just a Targaryen, the rightful heir well, to the, and the, heir throne, to the yeah. throne. Right, exactly. I mean, the whole thing. Like, that is a huge revelation. So even though we knew it, that character and this character that's grown, as we talked before so much throughout this series the fact that he now knows this and has to struggle internally with what to do with it as we said before like that is huge and so it's only setting up for bigger and and crazier things to come so uh we'll be excited to see it um uh but i think for now that's it i think we're we're gonna wrap it up so uh we're gonna get this up as soon as possible so hopefully you're listening to this uh within a day of of the episode releasing um anything you want to add before we sign off brad no, I think I'm good. I, um, there's well, I guess one thing we skipped over Braun really quickly. There was a quick scene with Braun where he was <laughs> <laughs> where he was uh, enjoying some of uh, of a King's few Landing's of, <laughs> a few of King Landing's finest yes. ladies. But um, apparently, he, the Queen has tasked him for, to to hunt and kill Tyrion and Jaime. So that's going to be interesting because he's worked and and grown quite a relationship with both of them. So I'm Absolutely. interested to see where that's going to go. And I completely forgot about that part until I was reviewing my notes here just now. So yeah, can- good call. That's that's going to be a tough one for him. I mean, uh, Bron, uh, you know, Bron does have a relationship with both of them, but you know, now he's now he's at King's Landing, getting all the the you know reaping the rewards and. Uh, you know, what's he going to do? I mean, in my mind, Braun is deep down a good guy. I mean, yeah. I know he's kind of a, a cutthroat, scallywag type of character, a scoundrel, if you will. But he's kind of the scoundrel with a heart of gold. So yep, I agree. I cannot see him screwing over either. Well, I don't think so either. Because he, he even made a comment, over. too, about how the Cersei has has promised him other, himself things that he hasn't gotten yet either. So, but yeah. ultimately like he goes where the money goes and that's where the money is sending him right now. So yeah, I think he'll do the right thing. I think yeah. when it comes down to it, if it's, it's up to him killing either Tyrion or, or Jamie, I don't think he would do it. Yeah, I agree. I hope not. Well, that will do it for this episode. Uh, again, uh, we would love for you to follow us on all social media. So that's at all the spoilers on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash real spoilers. You can follow me on twitter at kevin r bracket and brad where can they find you i'm also on twitter at h-e-y-e-n-i-k-i-n all right if you're listening to this streaming online we would love for you to subscribe so you can find us on apple Podcasts, Acast, spotify uh, you should be able to find stitcher all that good stuff so uh do us a favor and subscribe rate the show it does help us uh you know climb the rankings get found uh tell your friends about it if they're into game of thrones uh and also we have some other shows that we cover uh so yeah we uh we appreciate you listening and tuning in and uh, we're excited to talk to you this season about game of thrones sure are all right talk to you guys later all right see you later guys